Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode where we're gonna talk about none other than My Hero Academia chapter 331. This is gonna be, you know, a very special episode because of the things that happen in this particular chapter. As usual, it's of course full of spoilers, so if you haven't read the manga or if you haven't caught up, either, you know, walk away or come back to it later on, but still... We're going to talk about this because there's so much to unpack here. And honestly, I think Horikoshi at this point is just going berserk. He's just going crazy. So anyways, let's go. And like always, beware of the spoilers. Well, here we go. If you guys remember from the last chapter, um, Stars and Stripes was fighting um, Shigaraki. She tried to control, not control, but rather, you know, um, threaten Shigaraki with her quirk and say that, hey, you would die if you move. But something happened, his hair grew, and a huge explosion happened. Now, this is the aftermath of that. We see that the explosion has happened. And Stars and Stripes is being pushed back and, you know, the uh, jets are not all destroyed. And then Stars and Stripes says the thing that we've been thinking for the past two weeks. <laughs> she says, like, his hair suddenly grew? What's this guy's deal? And you're right. We've been wondering the same thing. Like, why and how did it grow? So, anyways, then we see Shigaraki is still safe, but he's standing on the jet that he was previously fighting stars and stripes and now he claims that he understands her quirk and you know we at this point i'm thinking like you know what is her quirk that you understand that the rest of us don't really understand and again be reminded that you know it keeps moving from shigaraki to all for one and i'm not sure at this point if this is actually all for one talking or maybe it's you know uh, Shigaraki himself. You know, there were some differences in the last chapter, like, you know, the font and the, you know, bubble. I think at this point, this is actually Shigaraki talking. So, anyways, Shigaraki suddenly, you know, yells that, yeah, I know how your quirk works. And then he starts to basically um, dissect the quirk. He talks about how, you know, um, and he starts to say that, you know, uh, it may be known as the strongest quirk, but there are still limits to it. So then he starts to say that you, uh, her quirk is actually kept strictly confidential by the government. Although the details of her quirk are kept tightly under wraps from her public hero work, we have a rough idea of how it works. Then they say that after touching a target, and calling out its name, she can freely impose any rule upon it. It's an almost fantastical power to control to control others like child's play. Can it even be called a quirk in the first place? And after fighting her, he says that I figured out a lot of things. So 
the thing to unpack here is that yeah, the quirk is very weird. And to keep it under wraps makes sense. I mean, probably many people already knew about it. I mean, you know, from her school years to, you know, before her hero work, they probably knew, but maybe it hadn't grown this much to become this much of a threat. But yeah, it's probably, you know, something that goes beyond a normal quirk because, you know, it's something like, um, um, like, you know, the other quirks where, you know, you can talk to someone and then control them, you know, like that kid that we had. For some reason, I forgot his name. Yikes. How did I forget his name? Anyways, uh, like that kid, where he could basically, you know, talk to you and control you. This is something like that in the way that, you know, she can impose any rule and make you basically obey her. That one, you didn't have a choice, basically, because your brain would shut off. But this one, you do have a choice. You can die if you want and not obey. But still, the power seems to be really OP. So then, it continues and says there has to be a limit to how much she can power up and strengthen her body. Well, that's true. I mean, she does say that, you know, she imposes a rule upon herself to make herself strong. But as Shigaraki says, there must be a limit. So, because then Shigaraki says that if it actually were limitless, she would be able to kill me with just a touch. He's not wrong. If it was actually limitless, she would become way more powerful than even All Might. And yeah, she could probably kill him with just one touch. However, as Shigaraki said, there is a limit. She could have probably said that, you know, impose a rule that says that if I touch anyone, they would die. And finish that all the way, but, you know, as he said, there must be a limit to all of this. That's why she couldn't do such a thing. So... Then he says it wouldn't make sense for her to hit me with such force. On the other hand, it appears that there is no limit to which she can weaken things. So that's actually pretty cool. She can basically have limitless power when it comes to weakening stuff, but when it comes to strengthening herself or stuff, she has a limit. It cannot be limitless. So that means that it's not exactly any rule but rather limit, limited rules. So that's how it's explained then, that it says that, so, so you can think of it like a barometer, where she can set the position as she wishes, stronger or weaker, you know, she can make it more and more. And the picture that is shown is basically life power, saying that, you know, it can go higher, so that one goes lower, or this one goes lower and this one comes with it, so stuff like that. As it continues, it says that why couldn't she just set the rule if you're touching the air in the designated area, you will die. Good question. I mean, yeah, she could have probably said she said that, you know, air in this particular area goes away. She said that, like 100 meters or so, the air goes away. But why couldn't she say that, you know, you would die if you are touching the air? Which basically, again, means she could, you know, kill with one touch. So, it continues by saying, so she probably can't set rules in her, sorry, so she probably can't set rules if her mouth is forced shut or against intangible things. Actually, what if she could, but the effect was just really weak? Then what about the lasers and that vacuum? Good point. She could probably impose some other crazy rules, like, you know, trying to kill people or, you know, things that could 
also be detrimental to her, but it seems that, you know, like Shigaraki says, either the effect is super weak, so it's not worth the hassle or trouble of losing one rule, or, as he says, how can, you know, she do some other crazy things as well? Then, <laughs> then he says that it seems that she has a much greater freedom in setting rules with things that are not biological. Another great thing that Shigaraki did observe, yes, she basically cannot set crazier rules for things that are living, that are biological, such as humans, animals, plants. So she does it way better with things that are, well, inanimate or not biological. So then he goes on to explain. The difference between setting rules for biological and non-biological targets probably has to do with the whole process of calling its name. Good thinking. I think I understand the reason why the rule imposed on me had no effect. Miss Stars identified me as Tomura Shigaraki and then touched me. But what I am now is unclear. The same thing that we said. Is he Shigaraki Tomura? Is he all for one? Or in essence, is he still Tenko Shimura? That's the thing. The question becomes, how does she even understand, how does this naming work? Is it how that person identifies himself with, for that name? Or just the real name, right? So here's the difference. So imagine she's touching Batman, right? So Batman, or Bruce Wayne, thinks that his real identity is Batman, and his mask is Bruce Wayne. So if she were to touch Batman and call his name Bruce Wayne, it might not work on Batman because that's not how he identifies his, you know, self with it. He believes that he's Batman and his mask, his persona, is Bruce Wayne. So it might not work on him. That might be one way. But, if that was the case, that would mean that when she touched Tomura Shigaraki, basically her rule should have been imposed, right? Because she did say Tomura Shigaraki, and that's how Tomura identifies himself. He doesn't identify himself as Tenko or All for One. However, it could be that it's the real name, right? So Tenko Shimura is a name that probably nobody knows outside of a very few people so yeah that's how it didn't work that's what i think because i think that you know pre uh, you know i did talk about it last time i did say that you know all for one was also inside tomura and they were fighting so maybe it's an identity crisis so it could be both things but unfortunately we can't really know unless you know we have a history of how she actually used her quirk so if we had that maybe we could have easily said like you know this is this or this that but we don't know so it continues and he says um, she can impose a rule on an on animate objects which have an identity by calling out their name but the object must also recognize themselves by that identity whoa so that's cool so that means that yeah Tomura Shigaraki identifies himself by that name. So both sides must agree. So can you actually stop from dying by just saying that, oh, I no longer identify as Tom Sawyer, for example. I'm now, I don't know, Frederick Sawyer. 
<laughs> can, can that work? And then he says, and for inanimate targets, Miss Stars is able to one-sidedly impose a rule based on her perception of it. So that's why she just said the air, and didn't have to go into details, like say that, I don't know, uh, carbon dioxide, O2, stop existing. <laughs> she just said air, so that was her perception. Can she really only have two rules active at once? How big is the range? I wonder, can it be applied to Monchan too? So Mon is actually, you know, Shigaraki's dog that was, you know, killed by Shigaraki by accident. So he's uh, he's now thinking like, you know, can you do such a rule for a dog, you know, another animate or biological thing? So I, I actually think that yeah, it can. So now the question is, how does this quirk actually work? Because now even Shigaraki is confused as we are. Is it how the object identifies as? Is it the real name? Is it, you know, how other things are, you know, because, you know, it seems weird. The rules seem really, really weird. It could be either way. So, honestly, at this point, not even Shigaraki is sure. That's why he says that, uh, I wonder what can really do. And I want to try so bad. I just can't wait because, you know, he's just as curious as us. He doesn't know exactly how it works. He has ideas just like we do. Or basically, it could be that Horikoshi read the, you know, theories and start start putting it in the manga. <laughs> could be that's maybe why he probably took a break. But the thing is that still, it's it's really a confusing quirk. And how can it even be called a quirk at this point? Because it's very different. It's like a mutation from the X Men series rather than, you know, a quirk from My Hero Academia. However. When he says that, you know, inanimate or basically, you know, other kinds of objects basically have no rule and, you know, goes on the perception. That's how we're actually going to see that happens as we continue on. And you're going to be very surprised as to how and why. So, he then, sorry, she then says that I wonder if he has a breathing apparatus hidden somewhere. Because, as she actually notes, she did say that the air disappears um, you know, in the hundred meters that they are, so basically, yeah, she now notices that Tomura is still breathing, and she's like, how are you breathing? So then one of the pilots says, what do we do now? Um, you know, this guy is regenerating, the lasers can't do anything, so then she says, okay, talk to Commander Akbar. <laughs> you know, when the leaks came and people looked at that panel, they said that he did look like Commander Akbar from Star Wars. Turns out his name is even that. Commander Akbar. Great job. So then, you know, they say that, whoa, we are acting out of line. This is crazy if we're going to talk to them. And then she says, no, we have to use that, you know, weapon here. That's what the special override exists for in the first place. And now he's an enemy. Of the whole world, he has to die. And, you know, they talk about that particular weapon. We don't know what that is. So, uh, she then, you know, tries to be, you know, flirty and says that until we get back on the ground, I'll use you guys as a foothold. You guys are like my brothers. And then there's a flashback and says that, you know, Stars and Stripes says that, hey, uh, I'll be the one in charge of you guys and you guys will be like my brothers uh 
so then you know the jet starts to do crazy maneuvers and you know says that this is uh star star's foothold shigaraki actually gets thrown off the jet and lands on the nomu and then something really crazy happens to the point that you know this is more like you know comic books sometimes actually yes actually i've seen these kinds of panels in comic books american comic books but you know i also also seen them in the mangas as well so either way it happens but you know it's something that happens out of the realm of you know what possibly happens you know, usually happens at least in my hero academia so anyways um, stars suddenly says that atmosphere shall solidify to become thousand times my size so basically the atmosphere which is air and gas starts to solidify become something really solid and strong and they form something thousand times her size I mean she could have gone a bit more maybe 10,000 could have been better so then a colossal version of her starts to come to life basically let's say that this is attack on Titan version of her <laughs> Titan version Shigaraki says that I cannot see anything but something is strange so first of all this is weird if it did solidify she should be able to see something at least I mean sure thousand times the size I mean at that distance it's pretty hard to see anything to understand what is it but he can at least see the movements or maybe the shape of something at least he could but maybe he can't maybe that's the point of this particular power he can't see it that's why it's some atmosphere and the way it's you know uh, shown in the panels it seems to be very transparent but again she said solidify so if it is sol solid and as we see in the panel she moves her fist back and actually punches Shigaraki through the atmosphere like you know bang she actually hits him then there must be some form or shape that this thing has I mean Shigaraki could easily destroy this atmosphere she could just you know touch it and destroy it saying that it doesn't exist or you can't see or it's transparent and yet it can hit you and it's solid it's kind of a weird thing because you know let's see, I understand that yeah the atmosphere is transparent obviously but if it's solid it has a weight to it it's kind of weird <laughs> but we'll move on that's the rules that happens in this particular chapter so Anyways, this colossal version of Stars and Stripes punches Shigaraki and the Gnome and Shigaraki get hit real hard. And then, you know, she closes her palms, like, you know, like, you're trying to clap like that. And actually uh, grabs Shigaraki in the middle of it and crushes him. So that's what she actually, sh she actually says. She says that accumulating damage on him is meaningless because, you know... He does regenerate so she has to crush him immediately and then she's like you know tell me your true name why won't you respond to my rules so she actually understands that maybe it's the real name she knows her quirk of course better than all of us but she says you know tell me your real name so it's not the name that she that he identifies with but rather the real name so maybe batman if he were captured it would just work as she would say bruce wayne that would be it so anyways she claps and he's 
crushed, but not completely. We actually see him being damaged real hard, but it doesn't happen. So she says that he's hard as hell. Fire all your lasers at me, at me, and then she, you know, says that harden and concentrate the lasers into one beam. That's the order. The lasers go. They are concentrated into one beam, and you know she uses it to make it into a spear of sorts. And and this particular panel is just nuts. She says ultra high power unification laser, and the Titan version of her is holding this big ass spear of lasers. Grabs it, you know, goes a little bit to the back, and then comes crashing in on Shigaraki and Shigaraki is in full pain because you know all these lasers attacked her attacked him and you know then she says Kronos yeah Kronos yeah definitely I mean a titan at this point is actually attacking so then she uses the laser to attack Shigaraki and honestly if this were anyone else even the Shigaraki that was in the war he would definitely sustain some super heavy damage if it were any worse, they would die, but you know, if this were Shigaraki doing the war arc, he would sustain some super heavy damage and maybe have problems regenerating. So, um, she then uh, sorry, actually one of the jet guys, you know, the pilots say, sustain convergent firing of the high power lasers, he's sure to burn up soon, and then she says, not yet, this is just to keep him in place, so she knows that this guy is super OP. So, then she says, if he's defeated by this, then there's no way that Endeavor could not have taken him down during the war. Thank you, Star. Yes. If this was... So here's the thing. She notices that if this kind of a power, this kind of a flaming, hot kind of power, was able to actually damage Shigaraki beyond belief, then Shigaraki would have died during the war. But that didn't happen. However, this is what I exactly said. Because, you know, this, this particular laser thing that's happening, it has probably way more firepower than what Endeavor was able to give out. So, the thing is, if this laser was capable of actually hurting Shigaraki that bad, he would have probably died during the war, or at least sustained super heavy damage back then. To the point that he couldn't, you know... I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, if this kind of laser happened during the war... You know, she basically, actually, he, Shigaraki, would have gone beyond the point of regenerating. I mean, if you guys remember during that arc, Shigaraki actually got hurt real bad, bad by Endeavor and everybody else, but he still managed to slowly come back, regenerating. If this particular attack hit him, then he would have even more trouble doing it. He still would not have been defeated, but he would sustain very heavy damage, and that would have been up to everybody else to finish him off. So, Stars is actually very right to say and suggest that, yeah, this is not to kill him, but rather contain him. Because, you know, Shigaraki at this point is way more powerful than he was at the war, and this is scary. Because he keeps growing in power, of course, Deku did also grow in power. But the thing is that, yeah, this is not to meant... This is not meant to kill him, but rather control him. So anyways, it comes crashing down, and you know, suddenly somebody says, Star! And she's like, Akbar! And that's like, you know, the general or commander, whoever it is, calling her, and says that, you know, I've gotten negligent dealing with your selfishness, however, this time would end with just your hero license getting revoked. And she says, 
whatever. What about the preparations? Are they done? Did you send the weapon? And he says that you have one shot only. Japan has been already contacted. It should be arriving soon. She smiles and says, perfect. Then we are shown Akbar and he actually looks like General Akbar from Star Wars. He says, you don't abide by any rules. You're selfish and hasty, yet this is the reason our country shines. And even All Might couldn't capture this villain, so it's your time to surpass him. Capture this guy. And its name is Tiamat, I think. And make sure to make every single one count. So Tiamat, the secret weapon of US, is hypersonic intercontinental cruise missile. Great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, America. Missiles, obviously. So the missiles are coming and it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, actually. Unless, you know, one more is behind this particular thing that I can see. Okay, let's say nine or ten missiles are coming their way to hit Shigaraki. Now, here's the question. Can these missiles actually kill Shigaraki? Definitely not. Will they damage him? Hell yeah. But the point is that right now the lasers are focused and holding Shigaraki in place. And I don't think it will be that easy. I think that either the lasers will run out of power so, you know, they can't hold him in place. Or Shigaraki actually gets a power up again. And, you know, because, you know, that's how quirks evolve, as we know, during stressful times. So maybe he evolves or, you know, gains better understanding of the quirk that he has right now and, you know, breaks free. And then those missiles will have to, you know, somehow hit, even though Shigarak is free. So the thing is that I think that they will not hit him while he's still fighting like this, while he's pinned down like this. I think that he will easily get out of it. Some, you know, I'm gonna say somehow because we don't know what will happen, but I'm sure that he will not be stuck. He will get out of it. He, they will fight, and uh, the missiles will still be en route. Um, and let's hope that, you know, we see what these missiles are actually supposed to be. Because, you know, I'm, I'm confused. If it's just a missile, just for firepower, it makes no sense. Why would you want to hit Shigaraki with those? It makes no sense to me. It's not going to kill him, obviously. And that's what she said. But, you know, apparently it is something that she had so much faith in it. Because she knows that... The firepower alone is not enough to kill Shigaraki, so there must be something that we don't know. There's something there. So anyways, that's what I think will happen next time. I think that, you know, Shigaraki will break free, they will fight, and probably missiles will, you know, miss. A couple of them will miss, or at least not be used, until Shigaraki, you know, gets hit by one of them, and we see what the power is really about, and maybe something crazy happens. But until then... That's all we can say. That's all I think will happen. And it's such a great fight between these two. I mean, Stars and Stripes is super powerful. And I really am scared of basically seeing her lose her quirk to Shikraki. I hope she doesn't. But I think that it can happen. So, and by the way, we still don't know where Endeavor is. Endeavor was supposed to come out and help. And those two Hawks and, you know, Best Genius are still in the car, apparently. So, maybe Endeavor coming to help again can be something. Like, you know, maybe he dies, maybe he sacrifices himself, his quirk. Something can happen so that Stars and Stripes doesn't lose her quirk this fast. Because if it does, it's just too predictable. 
I don't think that she's going to lose her quirk, nor is Shigaraki going to be defeated. I think that she's meant to actually see Deku and help him out, rather than, you know, lose her quirk here. So, I don't know. There's so much to still be said, so we have to wait until, of course, next week when the new chapter releases. So, until then, if you guys have any kind of theory, give it out here. And we gotta actually talk about this um, secret weapon, Tiatem, whatever the hell the name was. It's such a weird name. Like, what the hell does it even mean? You know what? Let's just actually go ahead and, you know, do a little bit of research on it. Because, you know, I'm actually very curious to see. So, the name is actually Tiamat. Sorry. Tiamat, what kind of a name is that? So, I'm actually searching on Google here to see what the hell is Tiamat. Okay, we actually have something. <laughs> it's in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, actually, it says that in the religion of ancient Babylon, Tiamat... Tiamat, apparently that's how it's said, is a primordial goddess of the sea. Oh, nice. Mating with Abzu. Hey, Abzu, we added in the, you know, the video game. The god of the groundwater to produce younger gods. She is a symbol of chaos. She's the symbol of the chaos of primordial creation. Yikes. That's actually pretty creepy. <laughs> really creepy. So, water? Somehow? I have no idea how this water thing is related to missile. But from the pictures that I'm finding, you know, it's connected to Dungeons and Dragons. This Tiamat actually looks very much like the five-headed dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh! Where each one is a different element. And actually there's five of them. So, let's just go with Chaos. This power is supposed to, you know, bring chaos, it seems. Because in every other picture that I find... Yeah, I also found another one, Tiamat, Goddess of the Salt Sea with Smite. This Smite game actually seems to be good. I like it. I'm probably gonna download it. So... It still seems to be a dragon of sorts. And chaos-inducing. Let's go with that, because otherwise, there's nothing that we can find out from a thing called Tiamat. Where, you know, it's cruise missile and it's related to a goddess of the sea or chaos or something like that. So anyways, yeah, this is happening. So, if you guys have any theory as to what this missile might do, why is it so important, and you know, what kind of power it holds, and hopefully it's not nuclear. Just tell me, I'll be putting a Q&A. Um, you can answer it if you're listening to a podcast from Anchor. If not, you can actually visit me on Twitter and... Uh, you can give me your um, theory there. Also, also, um, our podcast, my podcast actually, is available on a new website. If you guys are interested, this new website is um, called Verbal, V-U-R-B-L. Such a great website for hosting podcasts. Actually, made so many things easier for me to create and make. So, if you guys want, you can probably go there and, um, you know. Um, listen to it from there. So anyways, guys, thank you for joining. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys next time very soon.